Good morning. Good morning. I can hear you now. You can hear me now? Okay. Uh, this week's uh, episode is sponsored by Verizon. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can hear me now. This is the Obvious Brothers. I'm Obvious Steve. This is Obvious John. Yeah, Obvious John, who seems to be in an aquarium this morning, but we're going to ignore that. Right, John? Yeah, I'm in my in my vehicle driving, yes. Yes, in your vehicle driving. And so uh, our dedicated listeners will realize that John will be unable to do the classic obvious John thing, which is fumble with his uh, phone looking something up as we talk. <laughs> All right. So there will not be as many tidbits from John as he tells us the run differential for the Cubs. Uh, That's right. The fact, not, I think it's plus. I think it's plus. I think it's plus sixty-three. By the way, good plus sixty-three. I, that is good to know. Uh, I, and uh, I, I'm glad. Glad the Cubs are doing well. It just makes my heart feel so good. <laughs> All right, John. Speaking of my heart feeling good, let's start with uh, our new show. Uh, we started watching Big Little Lies uh, last Gosh. Sunday night. Uh, I guess you binge watch season one uh, Saturday and Sunday before watching, so you were you were all psyched up, right, John? I was fresh, fresh were, going into the new season. You were fresh going into the new season, John. So um, it's probably good to put it on the record, uh, John, that uh, I I was uh, told that uh, I was going to be uh, there was going to be an at me if I didn't stop texting during the show, the kinds of things I was texting. So. Uh, I might have been uh, a little negative about the show. Uh, yeah, that, you're you almost became excommunicado. Yeah, well, that, yeah. So uh, I had to go with the uh, Tina Fey uh, zipper mouth gif uh, <laughs> uh, towards the end of the show. So uh, yes, I uh, I find the show obnoxious. I found the first series obnoxious. Uh, I, I was not. I, I am hate watching. Uh, I was not the one who nominated this necessarily for our next watch. So, John, uh, I'm going to go to you for for all sorts of positive vibes and reviews. Yeah, (laughs) you're not going to get a lot of them. Uh, Well, this could be fun, then, John. This could be the hate hate watch of Big Little Lies, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it, but there are there's just so many gaping holes to me, and like the storyline and stuff like that, and the characters, the acting. I'll, I'll put it this way, I think the actors and actresses that are in this series and the acting they do is excellent. Um, I think Nicole Kidman was amazing in season one. Uh, Reese Witherspoon plays. It's almost like uh, this is what what was the movie she did where she was the. Uh, Legally Blonde, it's like the Legally Blonde girl is now an adult and has kids. That's what she reminds me of in this series. She's so annoying. Yeah. She talks way She talks way too much. Uh, she's so controlling. She's actually, in my opinion, the, the protagonist or the antagonist of this entire series. I think she's a the villain almost, pretty much. Well, 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 ow, okay. Yeah. Not the villain, but she's the instigator of all yeah, the yeah, all yeah. bad things. Uh, it, it is hard to like her character who told her daughter, I don't care if you don't want to go to college. I didn't get to go, so you're going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she just is, that always you're works. Going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's always a win. Yeah, uh, it's always a win. So, I yeah. think Shailene Woodley is awesome. Um, 
she's a great actress. Laura Dern is good. And then with the addition of this year, which I think is going to be extremely entertaining, uh, Meryl Streep is awesome. Man, is she she going to be a real bitch this year? Yeah. Well, John, it, it's not. You know, I I've actually I think I've actually heard some of her lines used in real life, and it, and it never turns out real well. The line like. Uh, you remind me of, of someone who I always hated, so maybe I'm not giving you a fair shot. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, you're really short, aren't you? I don't need to say that in a negative way, right, John? Right. Yeah. And I don't trust short people. I don't trust short people, no. No, I hate, yeah, short people are like that. Yeah, so, yeah, she drops a couple uh, bombs, as uh, somebody on Twitter put it. Uh, she, she's doing an excellent job of the... Uh, Passive, uh, aggressive uh, villain. So, uh, something yeah, to look forward to. Yes. Yeah, it's passive aggressive. I mean, it's almost not even how yeah. passive aggressive she was. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think she's uh, she's gonna she's gonna be a good addition. She's gonna make the show. So the, to me, the show is entertaining because of the actors and actresses and, and how good they are, but. I think the storyline is is really stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah you, I don't understand why they had to cover up the whole shoving of of uh, Perry down the stairs. I, I don't get it. Why why cover that up? Just say, hey, he was kicking the shit out of our friend. I shoved him. He went down the stairs. I mean, it's not that's not homicide. That's self defense. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. And 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 probably he would not get convicted in that community. Uh, no. No. So. Yes. So, well, okay. So we, we, we've killed six minutes with our, our episode one of season two of Big Little Lies. And you can look forward to us uh, hate discussing it uh, for weeks uh, going forward. <laughs> so, John, uh, we saw history made last night. Uh, the uh, team from Canada won the NBA uh, title for the first time. And let me just point out, it's been a long time since a team from Canada won the NHL title. So um, Canada, yeah. Canada is now a basketball power. Yes, Toronto is the uh, center of NBA fandom right now. Yeah. Um, good game. Uh, I think, as many will say, there's probably going to be an asterisk next to this title, which is... You know, injuries happen. Every team has to deal with it. But um, with the Warriors missing a lot of their key players for most of the series, it makes it really hard to feel like uh, the best team won. Yeah, well. But it wasn't. It was impressive that the uh, that they went and won three games at the Oracle, though. I mean, that's regardless of who you have on the floor, you got to defend home court at least once. No. Yeah, I, I think it was. Uh, uh, I, I think that'll go down in history. I think the uh, it, it was a very tight series. Uh, uh, not not. I don't know that there was a single game you'd really call a blowout. I guess uh, there was a, a, at least one double digit. But you know, last night did it end up being a four point game? Uh, was all it was, yeah. and uh, the game before on Monday night was two. So it, it was yeah. it was really a, a, a good series to watch in terms of the tightness of the games and a couple couple people kind of had uh, breakout series including uh, Fred Van Bleet who uh, you know 
classic off the scrap heap kind of underdog story who pretty much won the game for him last night in the fourth quarter with four threes. So, yeah, he scored 12 of their 18 points in the fourth quarter uh, last night. He, you know, you don't get a lot of those guys in the NBA either. You know, those undrafted, you know, five foot, 11 and a half guys that are, that, you know, shine like Fred did in this series. Uh, right. So good for him. I mean, he kind of broke the mold on, on that. There's not a lot of diamonds in the rough, quote unquote, in the uh, NBA. You kind of know what you're getting from, from a lot of players. Whereas, you know, with the NFL, you can, you know, you can find some, course you also draft a lot deeper too and have a lot deeper rosters so that makes a difference also yeah well yeah i, I think van fleet was one of the stories that i think i think uh um the, the other uh i was i was going to say abaka's name but it's not abaku who had the great game last night Sikkim. yeah i can't say his name Sikkim. Sikkim. yeah Siakam. Yeah, yeah. He had a really good Siakam. there you go he had a great series yeah, as well he had a great series uh, yeah he had 20 some points and but played big. Uh, some guys we so guys we uh, who are not uh, household names before this series uh, probably picked up a few endorsements and uh, became much better known. And so, uh, but John, let's go back to our favorite talking point here. Uh, what, what's Kevin Durant do now? Uh, so let me break. He it gets down. better. I'll break it down for you. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes. An Achilles injury is not a not a good thing, is it, John? Uh, for those of you who missed it, he popped his Achilles coming back to play in Game Five early in the second quarter, and uh, the quickest anybody's come back in the NBA from an Achilles injury is seven and a half months. So uh, he had surgery yesterday, and he might play again in February of next year. But John, he has he has an opt out contract he's got 31 plus million dollars he can be paid by the warriors next year or he can opt out and uh, hope somebody gives him more money than that so john if you're kevin duran what are you doing as you're as you're uh you know rehabbing your uh, achilles well you're what you're you let your agent do your his agent's going to be real busy i'll put it that way he's got to find out first who wants him where he's going to go and where he wants to go if he wants to leave. Uh, secondly, you know, I think for him, he needs to focus on, like I said, just getting better. Um, I think, you know, there's, they called it a Achilles rupture instead of an Achilles tear. Right. It was a rupture. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a physician, so I'm pretty sure that that means that it was completely severed. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, so. He blew it out. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Um, I don't. Some say that most players are never ever a hundred percent again. Um, not that he really relies on his speed um, to be uh, effective. Yeah. You know, he's it's more about his length and his his uh, ranginess. But I, I, Kevin Durant's not gonna. He's not gonna. You know, have to worry about paying his bills. I, I don't know what he does. I don't know what I would do if I were him, but uh, it's a tough decision. Yeah. His, yeah. His, especially yeah. now. I know. I know. I know. You when you have these thir- thirty-one versus thirty-eight million dollar decisions, you 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 struggle too, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's it's a challenge. Yeah. So it is going to be, as you say, fun fun to watch. 
or you didn't say that, but you indicated it's going to be fun to watch to see uh, whether he opts in and if he opts out, uh, who he ends up signing with. Uh, and uh, like you said, it, it's probably in part going to matter who he's going to be comfortable playing with and what he wants, right? Does he want? Yes. Does he want the money, or does he want to go play for a team uh, or stay with a team that? Uh, looks like they've got a championship uh, sitting right there. I mean, the Warriors have been in the finals five years in a row. You kind of, and I think the core group will be back. So, you know, that, that, I don't know. Will Clay be back? Uh, I don't know what his injury was last night, but yes, I, I think. No, I'm talking about his. He's a free agent. No, they'll, they'll also they'll, they'll they'll back up the truck for him. Okay. Okay. You got. You heard it here first. Hot take. Okay, so so if Toronto is the NBA center of the universe, St. Louis is the NHL center of the universe, and I don't know which one's more shocking, uh, John. <laughs> uh, yeah. Neither one has ever won that, that, that title before, so I think both cities are trying to recover from the shock. And uh, they kept I kept seeing this both on Twitter and in various scrolls yesterday, that uh, January 2nd, they were last in the division uh, this year, the Blues were, and they ended up uh, winning the championship. I did not know that. That's an interesting stat. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, well, the the NHL does give us interesting playoffs. Uh, uh, Yeah, there's there's nothing to chalk about NHL – you know, there's not really a home ice advantages. There's not really uh, the higher seeds don't win. Um, it's it's a lot. Of, it's it's crazy. It's fun. It's entertaining. I thought the game the other night was was really really good. Yeah. Um, it's the second uh, hockey playoff game I watched this season. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, John, the uh, uh, the game the other night was kind of a classic. Uh, of the way such things uh, go, or, or I was going someplace else, but I'll start with that. Uh, the Bruins dominated the possession and playing in front of the net. They could not get the ball past the ball, the puck passed to goalie, and uh, the Blues got a couple shots and whacked them in, uh, and that that was that. So, uh, really, wasn't like the Blues dominated the game, was it? No, they had, uh, I think after the first period, they only had, the Blues had four shots on goal, two of which they scored. Right. And uh, the Bruins had like 12. Right. Or at, at which none of which they scored. Right. So Well, yeah, and they, they didn't score until very late. Right. So, uh, yes. Uh, and, and then the, the other part of it is uh, your buddy Bennington did not win the Con Smith, the best player in the playoffs. Yeah, I was a little shocked at that. Um but, uh, shoot, I can't. What's his name that won it? O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Because you're supposed he, to. Yeah, you're I mean, supposed to sing the end, right? Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's it. Oh, oh, O'Reilly. Yeah. Yeah. The Irish hockey star, right? Yeah. The or, or the uh, the Irish auto parts distributor, whichever way you want to go with that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, the guy led the. I mean, he had a ton of points in the playoff. Uh, I mean, he he was he was a pretty amazing. So, I don't really have an issue with him winning the uh, the Con Smythe. I was I thought that Bennington might win it because he played so stinking well and just was dominant uh, 
for a goalie, but I guess that's kind of your job. So, you know, that's what they're expected to do, right? Stop the puck from going in the goal. Yeah, it's kind of their object, yeah. So, there you go. He, he had an impressive series. There are all sorts of numbers uh, in terms of rookie goalies in the playoffs. He, he set new records, so. Uh, yeah, he won most wins. Yeah, most most wins, and uh, he either tied or exceeded the most uh, thirty plus stop games in the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, he had yeah, he was getting... and uh, now, now the city of St. Louis will now be famous uh, for their uh, uh, their hockey. And uh, John, I I know I have just got to roll out the, the young woman named Layla, uh, who uh, I don't. <laughs> And, and uh, who, if you've missed it, uh, there was discussion in my household about how the uh, PR branch of every professional sports team likes to find someone like her, right, John? Yes. Uh, a 11 year old girl who has a, uh, uh, a, a uh, yeah, a medical. Cancer, isn't it? No, no, it's a medical, it's a rare. Uh, medical disorder uh immune system disorder so she's been through through chemo and everything she's a big blues fan uh and they they flew her to boston for game seven and uh they she even got out on the ice and was helping helping uh and i think it was o'reilly hold up the stanley cup in the ice so john cried several times and and just uh, <laughs> and, and and john john at least cries at the video my wife cries at being told John cried in the video. So uh, good stuff all around. And uh, so, so good for Layla, good for the Blues. And who knows what that means to the NHL going forward because it doesn't seem to really carry over much these days in the NHL from season to season. So. No, it doesn't. There's not uh, hasn't been a good dynasty in the NHL for quite a while. Uh, Blackhawks had a, uh, yeah, had a, 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 10 years ago. Yeah. 10 years ago, I had a little bit of a run, but, uh, uh, since then, I think the Penguins have won a couple of times, but, uh, they've a couple of years apart. So, uh, yeah, no, nobody's really put a run together like the Warriors have in the NBA. So, or, we, or the Patriots. Or, yeah. Of course the Patriots, uh, who we don't, which, yeah. You know, let's let's not forget that that's probably the best part about the Blues winning is that we don't, you know, if the Boston would have won, that would have been three of the four major yeah. championship titles being held, and, and, and they're this, already insufferable enough this, as this, it is. This this explains uh, uh, why you were rooting for the Blues. Uh, <laughs> Correct. Yes. Because it's almost inexplicable under otherwise, right, John? Correct. So, so John, you and I spent, uh, because uh, this is the kind of guys we are and the life we lead, we we got to watch quite a bit of uh, golf from Pebble Beach. It's Father's Day weekend, which means the U.S. Open. And uh, they're they're at Pebble Beach, as they do once every decade. Uh, They're back there, and uh, it's just a glorious uh, piece of golf uh, property. uh, they're they're on the on the bay, Pacific Ocean, the rocks and the waves in the background. So so John, uh, your takeaway from day one about the course and uh, the players? Uh, I was it was there for the taking yesterday. 
it's probably the calmest wind conditions you'll ever get on that golf course, uh, especially for the guys that went out early. Uh, the back nine for the out, the later guys, it got a little breezier. And uh, but yeah, six under, which tied Tiger's record of 2000 when he absolutely lit the golf course up. Um, was what uh, Justin Rose shot yesterday with, I think, 12 one putts on his round. Yeah. Yeah, he was putt. He was putting so twelve the ones. out of it. Yeah. Twelve one putts, and I hate to say you're only six under with twelve one yeah. putts. I mean, it's it's a tough golf course, and uh, you know they made some. Uh, it was reset. You know the greens were holding. I think as today goes, I haven't been able to see anything yet today, but they're saying that the wind is definitely going to pick up and the sun is going to come out, yeah. which makes it drier, harder, faster. Yeah. And uh, then it'll show its teeth. So I wouldn't, I, I think one year, was it uh, whenever the last one was before Tigers, or the one after Tiger, was it 11? 2011? Is that when Graham? 2010, Graham McDowell won, yeah. Yeah, when Graham McDowell won. I think he got to, I think the score got to like minus eight at one point, and I think the uh, the final score ended up being over par that, right. that tournament. So. Well, I, I remember the one before Tiger won uh, in like 92 that Tom Kite ended up winning. It was almost unwatchable that day because it, it was it was like watching a NASCAR race where somebody got sideways in the middle of the track. I mean, it was just crash after crash. and. Uh, yeah, the, I remember that uh, that tournament right, as well because it was it was uh, the wind was blowing and it was uh, yellow and dry Jeez. and uh, could barely keep yep. the ball on the on the greens. Uh, yes, they were, uh, and they and they had. To... If I remember, didn't somebody hit uh, on seven? Didn't Kite hit like a four iron on seven in '92, yeah. which is only 100 right. yards? Yeah, they, they were they were uh, they, they were talking about all the changes in clubs from one day to the next. They, they were, it, 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 can, it can get fun if the wind blows a little bit and it dries out. And, it, and they're not hitting driver. Uh, I, I was, uh, it's not a long golf course. For the last couple of U.S. Opens, uh, pretty much Brooks has just taken the driver out and bludgeoned the golf course. And uh, it does not yeah. look like he's trying to do that because I watched him play quite a bit of the round. I think you did yesterday too. Uh, I don't think this yep. golf course is going to let him do that. So uh, it'll, it'll make for a more interesting weekend in some ways uh, just because they're going to have to manage and uh, the rough is just nasty uh, in places. Oh um, man, yeah. brutal. So but, uh, They're talking about like on left on one where we saw a couple people play it. I mean, it's, you could barely, you couldn't even see their shoes right. over there. Yeah, they, it's just yeah, gnarly. Up on the on the hill on one. Uh, uh, I was going to say something profound, and then I lost it, John. So maybe it'll maybe it'll come <laughs> come come back to me. Uh, it was about was it about Brooks Kepka having to maybe earn this one instead of just beating it to uh, death? No, no, not not so much. I, I think. Uh, I think I was thinking about managing the golf course. Oh, I, I, I know what it was. It, it is, it, I'll go back. Um, I think the seventh hole is about as beautiful a hole as there is in golf. Oh, eight, eight is a great hole too, which uh, you have to lay the ball up short or hit it down into the ocean. You know, the run, the fairway runs out. 
in which uh, Jordan Spieth, I guess, did yesterday hit it into the ocean. And then, then you have to hit it, their second shot, across the ocean to the green on the, on the other side of the, whatever you want to call it, I guess ravine, I would say, except there's an ocean in between. So there's some, there's some of the best holes that you'll ever see in golf uh, watching. It's just a fantastic thing to, uh, to uh, just watch golf from there. And uh, I, I was there in June uh, three years ago just to walk around. And I want you to know I needed a, uh, a pullover. And, and I wish I'd had, I had a hoodie because it was uh, a, a little bit of fog and uh, wetness in the air. And it was like 55 degrees with a little breeze off the ocean. It, it doesn't always feel like summer there, even in June. So it be interesting to see what kind of yes. weather conditions they get. Uh, as you say, a little bit of wind with the rough the way it is, and uh, we, we could see some fairly high scores. So, so, so yeah, do you have, do you have it, Brooks against the, the crowd then this week? I mean, how do you not take the guy that's won the last two U.S. Opens and uh, oh, that's easy. two I'm of not, the last three I'm majors? No Americans ever won three in a row, so I, I think I feel pretty safe not taking him, John. Well, history is, you know, that's what records are for. They're there to be broken. Are they? I, I mean, he's right there in the hunt. There's no reason not to think that he can't maintain uh, what he's doing and, and continue to play well. He, he didn't play. It didn't look like he necessarily had his A game yesterday. He played pretty good. Um, he did miss a few fairways, which, you know, as you were saying, he, and – Everybody, you're gonna hear it a hundred times. If you as you watch, you gotta keep the ball in play yeah. at the tee, well, and that's that's that, that's the key for a lot of U.S. Opens. But it's really, really critical for this one because uh, you're you're only gonna be able to hit the ball, you know, just chop it out and advance it yeah. a couple. He, of sa- times. he saved a couple strokes on the last hole that it didn't go in that bush. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. Uh, that that was ob. He, he, he was ob, but it kicked. The squirrel spit it out for him. So, yeah. And then <laughs> yep. I, I'm sure you were probably watching uh, whoever was commentating said he's just showing off, getting it off the cart path here. Yeah, you know, that, he, he doesn't yeah, that have was to a, do that. That was a good yeah. shot. He doesn't have to do that, but he's just going to show off a little bit, pick it off the cart path and knock it down there. So that was, that was pretty good. But that ball, that was not a driver, and that ball was a long way offline. So uh, that's uh, – but uh, he got away with it uh, yes, yesterday. And I, I just, uh, I, I, he is uh, a phenomenal uh, historic talent and everything. Nobody, no Americans ever, well, nobody, might as well just say nobody's won three in a row because it was back in the days before, you know, they even put metal shafts in clubs the last time anybody won three in a row. So uh, I feel pretty confident that, uh, no, but nobody will win three in a row, as you say. It will be it'll be worth watching if he does. So, John, John. So who's your so pick? Who's my pick? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I I didn't get a real good feel because by the time I started watching yesterday, I, uh, you know, uh, the five fives were in. I watched Rose play, and he played like shit. The shot six under. So. Um, I, I don't know I don't know who to say John uh, didn't like any of the names on the top of the leaderboard really uh, 
I, I guess I don't have I don't have an answer uh, for you. And I, oh, I, well, Fowler. I think I, I guess I have to give you that. Ricky played Ricky, well. Ricky looks. I saw a little bit of Ricky. Uh, looks like he's got his game, and he's the kind of player who this could be the breakout for him. You know, maybe he's comfortable enough uh, playing there. Uh, I think he's from California, if I remember right. So, you know, some people are some people play the left coast better than. Uh, than, than the, the right coast. Uh, it's kind of an odd thing. You, you, there's a handful of people you could go who, you know, great players who've never won, uh, won multiple majors or multiple tournaments, and they win them all on the East Coast. Or, and I don't know if it's uh, because the world t- turns a different way out there or, or what, what, what it is. But, uh, you know, so. but I, I, I guess Ricky would be my, my number one pick. At this point, yeah, I like I like Ricky as well. Though, I though, think that's though, the, you know the kind of thing I like to talk about. What the fucks with his hair, John? You know, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I mean, don't know. He, he's got that little wispy mustache that he's starting to grow in. That he, it's about that time of year for and, him to grow and, that. And he's got the and, the kind of mullet. I guess it's supposed to be a mullet, a semi mullet. Doesn't it look greasy? Yes, uh, and it looks like he's got. Yeah, I I hope he's putting stuff in it to make it look the way it does. I think he just hasn't showered oh, in a while. John, no, no, no. Ooh. Yes. So everybody's getting the idea, knowing exactly what we're talking about. Uh, it is not a pretty look. Uh, so that that is uh, our man who might win uh, the whole thing. So so John, yep. uh, changing gears completely here, uh, is thirteen nothing uh, too much? No, no, not at all. You're good with. You're good with the women's team absolutely pounding the sand up the ass of, yes. of, of the ties, huh? Yes, this is the World Cup. This is flag versus flag. Uh, I mean, you go out, and, and I like the way one of them put it. They said, uh, I think it was Rapino or maybe it was uh, Morgan. You know, she said, we would disrespect Thailand if we, if we didn't give them our best right. effort. And, and I agree with that. I mean, you you go out there and you give them. It's the World Cup. I mean, yeah, this is this is. I have no yeah, problem with pros, it. This is big time. Uh, expecting, you know, if you stand and do a diamond four corners passing the ball to kill time, that that would be. I think that would be far more embarrassing to the other side uh, <laughs> than than you know playing them straight up and just beating them. But uh, yes, I, I I can't get over this, and of course. You know, I, I follow the kind of people who, of course, talk about the inherent sexism with anybody. If the U.S. men's team could actually beat anybody 13 nothing, would, would, would anybody <laughs> shots fired? Would, would anybody complain if they, they ran up the score? You, you know? No, I think. I mean, have they even scored 13 goals in the last two years combined? Uh, I, I've heard all kinds of stats about they haven't scored 13 goals in the last two World Cups they played in, I think. <laughs> no, I mean really. Yeah. So, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I got no problem. I, somebody was talking about any coach that wouldn't, you know, be, you know, yelling at their players for running up the score like that. And I think somebody said, yeah, I, I bet Mike Dickett was really pissed off when the Bears destroyed the Patriots back in '85. Right, right, yeah. and, he said, and, "Come on, uh, guys, let up." But, but okay, a couple things. What one thing? One thing is. In, in international soccer like this, and, and you know, at a certain level, it gets like this. 
you only have three subs. So it's not like you can sub out and, and you don't have a deep bench, right? So it's not like I can put the B team, a total B team in. Uh, right. And even even right. if you do, I mean, the kind of people they have on the bench, they got people who've never scored a goal in World Cup play. You think they're going not play hard when they get in? So uh, it's really exactly. it's, it's really yeah. hard to, to figure out how, how to dial it back. I don't know why we're talking. I guess it's fun to talk about, but uh, there you go. So you watched any other games, John? No, okay. I haven't. John, uh, you missed – well, and you gave me shit about – what did you call me, Joe Buck, yesterday about uh, tweeting too much on the Australia-Brazil game, which was an excellent, <laughs> excellent game. Uh, and uh, most I, – I really – sometimes you see really weird shit, but uh, you, you did not comment. I, I don't know if you missed it, but I, I said that the Brazilian goalie is now a French immigrant because uh, she she can't go back to Brazil. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> that's what you're saying, Matilda. Yeah, the, the, well, yeah, that's the Australian team is, are the Matildas, which uh, you know they, they have a sense of humor about themselves, the, the Australians. But they're they're the number six team in the world. They uh, they lost to Italy in the first round. They were losing two nil yesterday. But uh, okay, so their their second goal, uh, their wing it just shot it to the middle. Uh, it had a striker going down the middle, double teamed. Okay, nobody touched the ball on the crossing pass, and the goalie kind of misplayed it, and it skipped off the under her hand into the goal. So it's like, oh, where'd that come? I was expecting somebody. I, they said, but I don't know if she was blocked a little bit and didn't see the ball coming until it was too late or what. But it did not look like a shot, right? So it just looked like a pass that kind of skips through everything for a goal. Okay, so that's goal number two. Goal number three, same sort of thing happens, gets put into the middle of the, of the field, and the Australian girl is off uh, offside even. But uh, – You'll learn something here, John. The uh, uh, Brazilian woman goes up and heads it into the goal for an own goal, but okay. they call offside. And so it's like, oh, they're going to take it off. But the rule, they get the rules person on box, right? Oh, no, that's a goal because, and I still don't understand, because if the defender has a clear line to the ball, if they play the ball, it's not offside. So twice the, the goalie is like does not make a play on a ball that does not even look like a real shot right and is kind of standing there going what the fuck you know and that's kind of like you're saying and they lose three to two so fun stuff john that is uh entertaining i guess i'd wish i'd watch well, that one well, they're, 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 i was watching i was watching golf uh, golf. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going, when we hang up here, I'm going to go watch Scotland play Japan. Uh, you know, I spent a year in Scotland, so I always root for them. They're always underdogs. And uh, they, they played a very good game against England on s Sunday, I think it was, at noon. Got, got the best ratings uh, of a soccer game, at least a women's soccer game ever in Britain uh, on Sunday. Oh, Yeah, cool. so... Uh, big stuff. Of course, they hate each other, but uh, I don't think the Japanese and the Scots <laughs> have the same sort of thing going. Japanese probably love them because no. they love Scotch. So uh, there you go. 
There yeah, you go. That's Father's right. Father's Day weekend. We're there. And you're, 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 yes, it is. You clearly are out of the car and, and putzing around. So uh, we're going to call it a day. Uh, happy Father's Day to you. Happy Father's Day to you and any of our listeners that might be a father, all yeah. two of them. Well, which I, I think, think are our wives. No, it's not our wives. My wife doesn't listen. So, yeah. Oh. Uh, I, Shame. Right. Maybe for Father's Day. Maybe Shame. for Father's Day she will. Your wife doesn't listen. Okay. Okay. No, she doesn't. <laughs> I love the way you were covering that, though. I know for a fact she doesn't. <laughs> All right, John. So there, there's our Father's Day present. Hey, right, John? That's right. Uh, Go get them, Tiger. All right. All right. I'm sure we'll be uh, texting about the lots of things. Soccer. We got we got soccer and golf going this weekend. So have a great weekend. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.